What up, everybody? It's The Well-Spoken Token, and you're listening to The Well-Spoken Token Podcast. Here on the show, we talk about everything on the black nerd spectrum, like anime, comics, movies, and trading card games, all through the lens of a backwoods black boy from East Texas. I'm a 28-year-old college dropout with a lot of life experience, and hopefully you get some sort of enjoyment from my perspective. Make sure you check out our socials and tune in every Wednesday for new episodes. This is The Well-Spoken Token, and I'm out. What up, everybody? It's The Well-Spoken Token coming at you again with another episode. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, it's a beautiful, wonderful day. I'm happy to be here with each and every one of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in today, clicking that button saying, hey, it's The Well-Spoken Token. I want to listen to him today. So I'm happy that you decided to pick me, pick me. If you guys remember that old uh, Shrek menu, if you, you know, I, know, I know some of y'all were out here falling asleep to the Shrek DVD and then waking up at 3 a.m. because Donkey's like, pick me, pick me. Uh, just in case you were uh, old school head, you know, DVD head. And I know some of you guys only know about streaming, you know, everything just plays immediately after, you know, there's a, a, a bingeable mode, you know, where you can just lay down in bed and just shit watch you after a while when you fall asleep. And you don't have to worry about DVD menus repeating and repeating and repeating. Speaking of repeating and repeating and repeating, I've got to say again, guys, I love each and every one of you, whether you are just waking up in the morning, whether you are laying your head down to go to sleep and you want to use my soothing voice to get your sleep on, you know, count your sheep and all that, then uh, I'm just happy that you guys came to be with me. So today on the pod, guys, we're getting right heavy into it. We're going to be talking about uh, something near and dear to my heart, and that's smut novels. I'm talking about the red jacket Harlequin novels that you see in the book section at Walmart. I'm talking about Laurel K. Hamilton's that your moms used to creep under the bed or in her special bookcase. I have a special place in my heart for smut novels. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. My mom, right? My mom lived her life, was a beautiful, wonderful woman. Uh, but she had like uh, interesting tastes in books. She uh, always wanted to have some high fantasy ass semi retelling of some old story type, highly sexual, but like all those flowery words like throbbing member and her sex in rel in like relation to people's parts and stuff. Be like, yeah, he took his rod and yada yada, you know. As the smut novels be doing, you know, they they give you that uh, flowery language, so it's not too bad. You can still stick it out in front of people at Walmart. There's not even like a plus 18 section over there like there's no like if you go to walmart and you go in the book section I, you probably have if you were a kid if you were a nasty kid like me like you would go to the book section you would go find like you skip past all the you know the bs tom clancy novels and uh, you know you get past the religious section and it's just like hey have you talked to christ you know that time that i almost nearly died you know and i saw heaven it was beautiful all that good stuff you pass that up right and you got a line of red like a, like two shelves of straight red books and above that be the purple books them be the harlequins yo 
And if you don't know what I'm talking about, those these are romance novels, right? Directed at women from their ages of like 29 to like 45, possibly 50. I could begin the demographics wrong. I don't know why I'm in that demographic, like why I'm a part of that that group, that fandom. But uh, I, I don't know what my compatriots or comrades, I don't know how old they are other than like my mom's age. So all the women my mom's age really into these. And, and maybe even like a couple of like, you know, younger women. I don't know what y'all be out there reading, but uh, you know, young women these days don't be having like bookshelves with like shit like that on that. Or maybe I'm talking shit about women. Yo, maybe I was a bit insensitive. Back that up, yo. I'm sorry, women. Excuse me. I'm I'm pig-headed and patriarchal and all that shit. <clears throat> I'm just trying to detract from the fact that I was like, yeah, I'd be masturbating to smut novels when I was little. But no, no, no joke. That was my first experience. And we get into masturbation like very, very quickly, y'all. Good morning or good night. You know, I'm so happy that y'all clicked, uh, like I said before. Uh, but yeah, nah, uh, that was my first foray into it. Like, I was not on the computer watching porn. I wasn't, damn, this is really early in the pot. I wasn't on the computer. I wasn't watching TV. Like, I told you guys I'd be sitting in my grandparents' chairs and shit like that, watching Skinamax and stuff. But before that, before that, nah, it was the, like, sneak to the bookshelf, grab the red novel, and then, like, like go to the bathroom right and i would like sit it like beside the bathroom like read the hobbit or something regular for a while while i'm doing my business and then i would like switch over <laughs> and it was like my my routine and because of the fact that i i realized i was oh snap like when i went to walmart and looked at these books and i started like thumbing through them and like you get to the sex parts i was like oh snap this is just like raw and edited sex this is crazy i'm about about this life so yeah you sneak that into the bathroom you start reading and you know you get your, you get your swerve on with yourself you know you get your swerve on and uh so me i just started really being interested in the actual like storylines and stuff man like i was i was reading this one about like <laughs> this one about like a ranch and it's always something like silly. It's not these the Harlequin novels are not always uh like high fantasy. I'm talking like not like people transforming and shit like that. It's usually like a, a regular everyday like real life situation or anything you see on Lifetime, add the sex back in, and that's like a whole Harlequin novel. But I found myself like, damn, like, is she gonna get with Roberto on the ranch? Like he's the ranch hand, but she's in love with homie in, in the main house who who does all the like blonde and shit damn what is this woman gonna do what is clarabelle gonna do all the women always have these like old-fashioned names like madison madeline clarabelle clara cassandra it's always some it's always some freaking uh like bethany there's no bethany excuse me like there's always like some beatrice excuse me there's always some beatrice that's got like the hots for the pool boy or some shit and but like i said uh my foray into masturbation started with these types of novels and as i got older my tastes even kind of changed to reflect that i was into these types of novels like i'm not out here searching just the regular porns i'm out i'm out really trying to dig for the storyline I, I can't just get straight to the fucking it's definitely got to be it's got to be some build up maybe even a storyline characters dialogue even maybe like sometimes i'll watch the silly stuff and sometimes i'm into the amateur stuff but if uh, sometimes i to really get it i gotta have that like connection with these characters because of these novels because as you read them you kind of just like any other book or any other medium like you start getting 
interested in these people's lives and they also happen to be fucking so it was like a win-win for my little like nine to 12 year old brain i was very excited for this shit in all this like checking out these novels and things uh and, I, and all this is the reason i even brought this all up uh was to say uh r.i.p Anne rice uh Anne rice has passed uh, she was 80 years old, born in 1961, I believe. And you may be asking yourself, like, why are you in particular, like, saying R.I.P. to Anne Rice? Like, and that's not in your usual wheelhouse of stuff. Like, this isn't anime. This isn't video games. This isn't movies. But what if I told you it definitely was movies? But uh, Anne Rice, like I said, was uh, a prof- popular gothic author is the way they put it out there. But for me, she was like the queen of smut novels. Way better than Laurel K. Hamilton way better than Nora Roberts. I was just way more into the Anne Rice books. And to kind of give her her flowers, kind of talk about the books that uh, captured my attention, we're talking like Interview with a Vampire. We're talking about Queen of the Damned, which inspired the movie with Aaliyah, you know, R.I.P. Aaliyah, uh, Queen of the Damned. Uh, There was a whole trilogy about that nigga Lestat going through, you know, history and time, changing little girls. You know, you guys remember the movie, Kristen Dunst, and, you know, then going and becoming a rock star star and hooking up with the queen of the freaking vampires who's portrayed by Aaliyah, who's freaking sexy. Everybody remembers that Rose bathtub scene. You know, you guys remember that stuff. Everybody wanted to get bit up by like uh, Aaliyah at the time. It was pretty nice, you know, if you become a rock star and like attract the, a century old vampire. <laughs> vampire queen but it was uh that type of fantastical shit that wrapped me uh right up in there she was also uh author of a particular series uh the sleeping beauty uh chronicles i believe this one lived in my brain like a like a fever dream you know i just remember because i mean i wasn't always immediately like drawn in and just started reading the book from cover to cover Nah, i was in there like in the bathroom trying not to like take too long like skimming through the pages flip 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 until I found like a word that looked sexual and that I would like read that passage until I found the sex scene and then I would get my swerve on. I like that. I'm going to start calling it that. I'm going to get my swerve on with myself. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, so I, I, this one in particular, like Sleeping Beauty was in the castle. You guys know the story of Sleeping Beauty. You know, it was like, you know, chick pricks her fingers. She ends up sleep. She can't wake up. It's a curse. And then a prince shows up, kisses her. And uh, then she wakes up. She's like, bam, bam, I'm awake. I'm alive. Uh, you know, let's continue the adventure. Let's find the witch to kill me. Right. That is not that's, this is kind of what happens in the Anne Rice telling. But like. Literally, the prince is like his father dies, <laughs> and I remember this vividly for some reason. Again, I like once I got done, I was like, "Damn, this is kind of wild. This is kind of crazy. What, what the fuck? Sleeping Beauty? Hold up! Like this, this dude's father dies, and uh, his mom gives him too much power and too much leeway. He's kind of a spoiled brat." And he heard this legend of this sleeping beauty that's in this castle, and uh, he didn't believe it. So he was like, I got to go see this shit for myself. So, yo, he rides horse, like, all the way there, travels to the town, like, to the <laughs> to the castle. Uh, and he's, there's storm bushes everywhere. And all the men, like, there are all sorts of princes and shit, like, wrapped up in these storm bushes, up like, all up the walls and shit. And this motherfucker's like, well, they're all here. Like, they came in search for this mystical, magical, mysterious, mysterious Prince mystery princess bitch. I've gotta I've gotta see what the hell the deal is now. So he starts cutting through all the brambles and stuff, uh, and finally finds her chamber and kind of 
like unclimactically but incredibly climactically like walks up on her is like oh wow she really beautiful and then like immediately just like uses the sword to like undress her like rips her bodice and all that good stuff takes off his heavy armor and begins to have his way with her like and he doesn't kiss her until he's like already as she put it breached her maidenhead and uh which god damn that's some that's some hella language for like taking somebody's virginity like breached their maidenhead oh, jesus christ and rice you really out here that rhyme like a motherfucker but uh yeah so he he kisses her and then she wakes up mid coitus and she's just like oh man what the fuck Oh, oh, she starts to cover herself up and then like a chambermaid because the castle is still being maintenanced or something like there are people still in the castle this chick, this chick just in this particular section with all the brambles and stuff but there's still like a chambermaid that comes in I guess to like clean this girl up because you know when you sleep for all that time it doesn't mean your body shuts down who knows how they're keeping her alive besides magic but either way there's a chambermaid she comes in she catches my dude with this comatose girl who has been comatose for all this time suddenly awake and she's like oh my god and instead of being like ashamed or instead of being like oh no i didn't mean i just i found it here my bad like i just slipped and fell all my out of all my armor and into this lady i don't know what happened uh this guy's like hey i i woke this bitch up uh give me my go go tell your the motherfucking king the her father go tell her what i did all right and you know what time it is give me my reward all right i don't know if it's getting to marry this chick or if it's this whole kingdom uh maybe i want both and i'm like damn this is crazy like and rice and there's three books man there's three books and one of them is all about her her liberation and stuff and rice's mind was incredible and it, it did everything it did for my tiny 12 year old pp uh but uh my mom was super into her so that's why we had all the books and uh out there on the shelf and so when i heard she passed and when i heard she died i was immediately stricken with sadness grief confusion and then like a little bit of shame <laughs> i was like damn man rice you're an incredibly prolific author look at the way they put you in these uh in the <laughs> in these articles and stuff prolific gothic author i mean like i didn't even connect that i never put those that that word together i was like yo she's the chick with the smuts she gives me the butts like it's incredible i love this woman uh, i'd read everything she writes and everything she puts out there because it, it, it helped me get off when i was little <laughs> ah but r.i.p Anne rice she was way more than just like a smut author she was also somebody who helped inspire so many different authors and why we probably have so many awesome smut authors smut authors out there today uh shout out to all the paperback uh women authors out there like janet ivana ivana i can't say her name ivanovich i believe that's her name janet ivanovich and uh you know laura k hamilton i've talked a lot of mess about her but if you're looking for something that's in the fantasy realm like underworld but with like more transformations like the first time i ever picked up a, a laurel k hamilton book i was flipping through that hoe trying to find the sex scene and i got to this portion where it was like and then he transformed into a seal and i had <laughs> i had to stop and read the rest. i was like what is this book what are you reading mom what's going on and it's like all these trench coat wearing badasses with like incredible jaw lines and like eight pack abs that are always running around with no damn shirt on because shirt on because you never know when you're gonna need to pull your trench coat off and transform into 
to a fucking seal. And it's this, uh, that whole scene was this, this seal man, like it was this seal uh, and this Jaguar dude, like, and they were high on some kind of magic drug and they were in the midst of some kind of sex party and the Jaguar guy ends up killing this person by raking his claws down his chest. And then the seal like sits on him. And I'm like, why? <laughs> I didn't finish that book, but it forever will be burned into my head. Like, I, if I've got to think about this and live that, I want you guys to think about that and live that life with this image of this Jaguar man raking this dude's chest open and then a seal just sitting on him. Like, it's it's crazy. I don't know what it is. Like, hey, if you read that Laurel K. Hamilton book and you know what the hell's going on, like, DM me. DM me. Let me know. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of afraid to ask my mom. If she listens to this episode, she'll probably reach out to me and tell me. It'll be an uncomfortable, interesting conversation. I'll even tell you guys about it. But hopefully, one of you will reach out and be like, yo, this is what happened. The reason that they were doing that, the magic drug, it's the MacGuffin, or something like that. You know, maybe. Uh, <laughs> enough about uh porn uh r.i.p and rice i had to get that portion out there because you know hey look when you're into different types of shit right you, and you got a podcast you gotta at least like put it out there you gotta let people know like you guys have heard all sorts of masturbation uh jokes and, and stories I, I figured you guys want to know where the origins were like uh that's tiny me on the toilet reading and rice that's right uh Enough about all that, though. Let's get on into uh, more my wheelhouse shit. Anime, guys. Anime news this week. So I told you guys not long ago that Demon Slayer Season 2 was finally airing, where they're no longer doing the adaptations of the Mugen Train arc. They're officially putting out uh, newer uh, content as far as the Entertainment District arc. This is what this one's called, right? Uh, And this is like the second season or the true start of the second season of Demon Slayer. And with that, it's introduced a character that's got Twitter and a bunch of the other social networking uh, platforms all in a tizzy it's pretty wild this guy's name is tingen uzui i love this guy he's the sound hashira uh he has uh mastered a sound style of swordsmanship he's also a shinobi from a prolific clan like he stepped down from like mad money and power to go hunt demons you know after having a begrudging situation but uh it's not his rippling abs sound style sound fighting style or incredible tattoos that's got everybody like freaking the fuck out about this guy no it's the fact that he's got uh he's he's married okay it's the fact that this guy's married and uh i guess it wouldn't be a problem if it wasn't for the fact that my nigga got like three wives um for some reason motherfuckers went ham about the fact that there's polygamy in demon slayer like, because Tengen Uzli has, like, three wives, motherfucker was like, yo, I love Demon Slayer, but I'll never fuck around with polygamy. I hate polygamy. And it just went in. Like, there's it's just an excuse to cheat and all sorts of shit. I was like, whoa, whoa. Like, you haven't even met all three of them yet when it comes to the motherfucking show. You don't know what purpose they serve in Tengen's life. 
with the anime and stuff. You know what they're doing for my man. You don't know his culture, what type of clan, like shit they got set up where it's just like, hey, you know, you're the clan leader. So now you get to you'll pick any of them and as many of them as you want. And my man just went with three. Like they gave David, King David in the Bible, like the throne. And he was like, nah, I want, I want a solid 600 wives and at least 800 concubines. And his son outdid him. He was like, I need 900 concubines and like six, 700 wives. I probably get the numbers wrong, but it was in the hundreds, man. It was in the in the upper hundreds. And I mean, people love Jesus. People love David. So I'll be mean, like, why are we getting on Tengen Uzui? But like, I found out that the Twitter, like there's a whole corner of Twitter that was just like, hey, fuck polygamy. I don't care if it's animated, if it's not real. It, it's, it's fucking weird. It's got to go. Make it die. Kill it and shit like that. I'm like, in an anime where in the first episode, the main character, spoilers for Demon Slayer, by the way, in the first episode of the Demon Slayer, the main character's whole family gets slaughtered except for a sister. And then he's like, oh, damn, I might have to kill my sister. And this guy, like, towards the middle of the first season, somebody cuts themselves. Like, there's all sorts of sad, awful shit that goes on in Demon Slayer. And the nail that broke the back for a great deal of the community was the fact that my man Tengen Uzui got three wives. I read the manga, guys. And again, spoilers for Demon Slayer uh, in, like, for five seconds. Yeah, you skip hit the 15 second button you'll you'll be right back but uh demon slayer the manga uh tengen uzui damn that was all three of the topics right there in fucking rapid succession good job man but nah, uh tengen uzui's three wives are all also ninjas well excuse me all also shinobi because there's a difference I, I i've watched all the youtube videos read all the did all the knowledge but there's a difference between shinobi and uh ninjas either way all three of them are all uh, pr- practicing of the shinobi arts and uh, the big deal of this arc is, is that all three of them have been sent undercover in this entertainment district, uh, which air quotations entertainment definitely means prostitution, uh, sent an uh, undercover into this place. And they he stopped getting messages from them. So he was very worried. So he had to put together a team. That's how we get our favorite trio over into the entertainment district for this. Uh, and you, like I said, you haven't met any of the wives. Tengen hasn't done anything crazy to him. It'd be wild. It'd be different, right? If the show was like, hey, you know, we're going to put a whole scene up and they're going to have like sexual relations <laughs> on camera. And you're like, oh, I don't want to see that because, you know, polygamy. Maybe I could see like a slight bit of offense, but I don't understand if two people, four people, five people want to get married, do what they do. It has no issue with me. Like, I'm not Muslim or anything like that. But in that culture, it's like, yo, you can have as many wives as you can afford. If you want three wives and you make enough money and you can prove you make enough money to take care of all three of them, awesome. I was like... Personally, I'm like, damn, that's a hell of a divorce if it happens. Like, if I was outside the Muslim religion because divorce is bad over there. Uh, but, like, if I get divorced, right, and I got three wives, and then they're all like, nah, I need a piece. You done made me accustomed to this lifestyle. Like, can I pick my favorite one and be like, you get, like, 65 and the other ones get, you know, 15 apiece? Like, something like that? Like, or not. 65 like you get like 60 and it was like 15 a piece math either way however math y'all do the math make the joke in your brain uh i I just know i was like my man tingin has to be holding it down because in this situation having three wives could be really daunting like every day you go out and fight demons and shit 
And you got to worry about all three of your wives. Like one of them could die. You'd be really sad. The other ones would be like, damn, you fucked up the dynamic. Now we got to like, you know, either find another wife or, you know, call this whole goddamn thing off. <laughs> Who knows? But uh, yeah, I just had to bring that up, guys. Like, how do you feel about polygamy? Like, I know a lot of people are not interested in it because they, the first thing they want to say is like, yo, I'm, I'm just too jealous too jealous to be in a polygamous relationship yo like as soon as i see that person like i would be worried that like uh you know that they're getting more than me uh some people are too insecure possibly you know they're like you know no i mean like i would just always be thinking that they like them more than me and i'd be like well i mean that could be my issue too because like if i'm in a relationship and i've got like two wives or like a wife and a husband i'm not saying i this is just me being open y'all i don't necessarily want a husband or anything like that or like be a like, could i be a second husband why don't wives get multiple husbands that'd be cool that'd be cool be like yo you don't know i've got two husbands i, I got four husbands i can afford all four of them <laughs> like how much does it cost to feed clothes for four grown-ass men because that's what the government will ask you if you want more than one wife in the in the muslim religion oh, but seriously I, I think i could probably be like a kept husband I mean, you don't really have to do much, right? <laughs> like, you just be at the house chilling with your, your stomach out and stuff like, hey, baby, what's up? What you want? What, you want something from the kitchen, baby? What's up? Huh? Huh? You need something? You want me to rub your feet, baby doll? Like, yeah, you just keep paying these bills and leave the lights on for me. And, you know, just don't don't lock the door when I leave because I don't have a key. You won't give me a key. <laughs> I would really like one. It'd be great. <laughs> But in all seriousness, I've heard from people who have been in polygamous relationships, have polyamorous relationships. Either way, like one of those, both of those work. You know, in the poly community, I've talked to people on both sides, people that hate it, people that love it. The people that love it typically say it's like it's very enriching. I've, I've enjoyed having all of this extra love and I have so much love to give. I can give it to these people, too, as well. And the people on the other side are like, never fuck this. That's fucking crazy. I couldn't do it which is every bit they're right. But today I'm challenging each one of you uh, in my fam here to uh, think about your significant other and then look them dead in the face and be like, hey, what would you think about, uh, you know, a poly relationship? Like, what if we what if we open this up? Like, you could bring another dude in or I could bring another girl in. Yeah. Or you could bring another girl in and we uh, bring four girls. I don't know. You know, you do however you want to do this, you know, and see how they react. See what the, the, the thing is. You might not actually want to be in a polyamorous relationship. But, you know, when you ask them and they uh, freak out on, you, you know, you just blame it on me. Be like, yo, the well-spoken token told me to ask you this. Uh, and he, he, he said it would be good for the, the show. He said it'd be good for our relationship. He said it'd be good for us, baby. It'd be good for us if we just talked about it, if we got it out there in the open, just to see where we're at. You know, you could find out it's the same. You know, you might not even expand your relationship. You'd be like, you know, hey, you want to watch Demon Slayer season two? <laughs> and then just introduce her slowly into polyamory. Or at least that's the way the people on Twitter were talking about it. I was like, yo, this is just a gateway into making other people want to have poly relationships. This is teaching my kids also like hey you remember this is stuff's rated for 14 year olds you know it's for kids can watch it you know uh people be like hey you know they're trying to get my kids to have multiple people in their relationships and i don't want that that's awkward at the wedding that's that's incredible venue costs like who wants to book a wedding venue for fucking six families it's gonna be
be ridiculous, you know, because the first bride's got her mom's family and her dad's family. And then the second husband, he's got his family and his mom's family. I mean, it's just too packed in there. We can't fucking do it. I'm not paying the cost. Like who pays the dowry? So many questions as far as Pollard and Rico. But uh, keep watching Demon Slayer season two and maybe they'll answer more of those. It's, it's actually not going to happen. It's just going to keep getting more climactic and more interesting and more dramatic because Demon Slayer is a dope ass show. It has nothing to do with polyamory, guys. Maybe people should sit down and take a chill pill. I don't know. Tell me what you guys think about polyamory. Like, hit me up in the <laughs> the Gmails. Hit me up on uh, YouTube's, Instagram's, Facebook, all those good places. You know, you know. Let me know what you think. Moving on though, <laughs> away from uh, you know polygamy and all that good shit. Uh, this is uh, an interesting time going on. Uh, you guys know my dad's been in the hospital and stuff. It's good news, guys. Updates. He's doing way better. He is getting stronger every day. They're getting ready to start rehab for my old man. So thank you guys so much for the love and the prayers. Thank you for reaching out and for the you know, the support to support me, asking if I'm okay. I I love you guys so much for that. Uh, my family, we love you for that. You know, we just. <clears throat> We've been working really hard to stay strong during this time period and for him to be getting stronger and, and almost on the road to being home is so fantastic. Um, I just, again, want to say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you and give you an update as far as what was going on with my pops. And now that you guys know that he's doing good, I wanted to let you guys know that I'm doing good. I know that last episode was a little sad and I tried to make it pretty humorous, uh, you know, try to throw in like, you know, anime references and things like that but uh just to touch base with you base just to touch base with you guys just mentally i was i was a little unprepared for the thing that happened with my father i swear i'll stop talking like that but yeah no seriously i was unprepared for what was going on with my dad even having him in the hospital and stuff like i was uh i was not expecting him to just stop breathing and shit so i was a bit uh sad at first but we are in good spirits we're doing good i am getting ready to start something again that i haven't done in in years officially it's been at least two years since i have dungeon mastered a game i'm officially gonna be dungeon master for a group of friends that i've known forever we've been playing dungeons and dragons now for at least 10 years together and uh, we always do a kind of a rotating pool of dungeon masters because that that the title the role itself is pretty time consuming it's very like in-depth you have to kind of build a world and then be prepared to have people go in and fuck that whole world up or you know, dramatically change it or you know you're if you're doing a module which you guys never done like a module before it's like there are printed D books uh, from wizards of the coast the company that produces those uh that have stories or storylines in them uh, that help people just kind of get started or, you know, build around them to make their own worlds in this universe. Or, you know, there's a whole adventure that's uh, kind of written out uh, for people to go through and uh, run uh, for each people in their party. But this uh, I'm actually doing off the dome, y'all. I made my own world. I, I got to go through and participate in some like cool map making things. And I'll, I maybe even share those on Facebook. I mean, not Facebook, but, you know, on the socials, because I have not been as vocal about like the D D stuff as uh everything else you know <laughs> i didn't necessarily know if there's like an audience for that when it comes to the uh the podcast world or at least my podcast world i haven't heard a lot of people 
that were really into Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, but I'll keep you guys updated with how that's going, how the world's like becoming. I would love to like if have like a contest so you guys can like name an NPC and stuff. And I want to try to make my way towards like eventually streaming a game that probably won't be this one, just because my friends are a little bit like shy. Some of my friends are shy as far as the microphone goes. They're like, hey, I don't know, man. I want to just kind of want to be myself. I don't want to be on the mic and shit like that when I'm playing and stuff because you never know what my character might do and shit because Dungeons and Dragons gets pretty uh pretty pretty crazy you never know what might happen on the screen but I have gotten a group of friends that have expressed interest so uh let me get let let me know guys if you guys would be interested in like a streamed Dungeons and Dragons event or maybe even just a Dungeons and Dragons video that might be what comes first just to test the waters to see what you guys think it was like yo I'm put out a little Dungeons and Dragons video it'll be like a quick little game or a quick little encounter uh see how people are kind of feeling about it and then uh you know pick up and do an actual you know full stream game because i've participated in that community for a second now like i'm a part of the critical role cult if you haven't uh you know heard a critical role like if you do a google search or even if you hit it in youtube like you'll see some nerdy ass voice actors that's their that's their tag not mine so nerdy ass voice actors playing dungeons and dragons uh and it's really cool because critical role like is uh some of our favorite uh voice actors from a lot of the english dubbed animes like travis willingham who plays roy Must- roy mustang in uh full metal alchemist brotherhood and the other dub as well uh you got like uh, people like laura bailey uh who was the voice of bulma for a good long while uh marisha uh, Laura Bailey, Laura Bailey also voiced Lust. Marisha Ray, who uh, less voice acting, but has done a lot of like really cool stuff in like like Geek and Sundry, uh, College Humor World. Sam Regal, who uh, from one of my favorite animes, Gurren Lagann, is the voice of Viral. Uh, there's just tons of people there. Like uh, Liam O'Brien, uh, the voice of Flippin. Uh, what? Who does he voice? I'm. Tr- he got a lot of people. Liam O'Brien. He's dope. Voice actors. They're cool. Uh, Critical Role. It's a. <laughs> it's a streamed live Dungeons and Dragons game. So if you ever just like hey i want to kind of see what it's like or you know see what what it could be give that a google search pop it into your youtube and you'll see kind of what i'm looking for it won't be nearly as like professionally done as uh, matthew mercer makes it out because he's a uh, dungeon master dungeon master extraordinary he's incredible the voice of mccree uh, who i think is getting a name change in overwatch voice of mccree in Overwatch, uh, it's high noon, all that good stuff. That's him. Uh, he is an incredibly creative dude. He knows the rules back and forth, and he's made a couple of different worlds that are just super interesting to watch. So I was very hesitant to watch anything Critical Role because if you open that shit up, it's like four hours of fucking content. And I'm like, damn, I like long form media, but I don't know about that long form media. And I definitely won't be giving you guys no motherfucking four hour uh, video. I'll definitely either cut it down or try to make sure that the episodes are short. So it's not like so as to not keep you guys like in and out of a video for too damn long. Um <clears throat> 
But hopefully, if any of you guys are interested in doing any Dungeons and Dragons stuff, like I said, hit me up. Hit me up. I would love to DM games for people. I would love to sit down and talk about rules, help people make like characters. It's a real community style game, and uh, it, it's very fun to get together with people you don't know or people that you do know and kind of hash out different awesome scenarios and shit. But that's an update on me. That's what I'm doing these days here. Uh, besides, of course, working very hard on the podcast and recording gameplay video for you guys thank you all of you everybody the new subscribers on youtube and stuff i'm going to shout you guys out on youtube of course but if you're into the youtubes and you also watch the podcast like you're a double dipper into my life so you know i appreciate y'all you know yeah i gotta let y'all know hey you know i'm wide open if you want to work if you want to collab hit me up i'm trying to get in your dms though uh we got so many cool things to deal with this year we're almost to the end of the year guys uh i wanted to let everybody know here towards the end of the podcast this is a little wrap-up section uh that uh, we'll be next week will be our last podcast episode for the year we're going to do a year in wrap-up episode of the well-spoken token podcast so that uh, we can you know just come together talk about everything awesome that happened for us everything awesome that happened in the, the the blurred spectrum we are going to deal with and discuss maybe some top tens do some more list content and things uh but it will be the last pot of the year and the next time you'll see us will be in uh mid to early january likely mid january uh just so we can take a quick little break uh round out get prepared for the next year do maybe like a you know get ready for season four you know we've been having a great time in season three we've been doing things bigger and better but we're ready for season four 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 i have echoes i don't know why i'd be doing it like <laughs> just straight up in the mouth but i Guys, that's about it for the pod today. I want you guys to know I love you. We got music coming up from my homie, man. This guy has been working his ass off. I'm so proud of my man out there in San Antonio. We've had him on the show before. You've heard his name. It's Mango Lean with a new song out coming up. Yo, honestly, if y'all need me, I'm over here posting, fucking sipping on the margarita. Yo, <laughs> Lotus, what's good, Charlie? You can catch me riding shotgun, cause I enjoy sightseeing out the window, so don't disturb me while I'm enjoying the view. Bang, bang, like salsa with the revolver that only has two chambers loaded in the dude. Spitting numbers, cause I'm a dragon and training, no more being intimidated. I'm a frame because I'm trying to see the bigger picture. But I see nothing but thirsty killers. Someone bring out a bigger picture of water with some extra glasses. Everyone is in need of some glasses. They need LASIK, either or, freedom The word lost meaning, it isn't what it means anymore So everyone resorted to being savages Burning the unity the world worked for I see kerosene, gasoline, and matches These motherfuckers asking for it Full clips to both lips, trying to start World War III with the kid But the politicians are closer than Might be near, so hopefully everyone has the closure They need in their life now Don't feel bad, cause we all will be eventually more You can turn the other cheek, then turn it again, fuck it, give your life a spin. Gotta get rid of my sins. Had to go ahead and trash the old way I lived. Cause I'm not thinking the same way I was thinking a year ago. Shit, I ain't thinking the same way I was thinking five seconds ago. I believe in God and believe in religion. But why must one way be the right way? Everybody free living. Well, almost at least freedom of speech. That might still give me three shots to the head. And I'm not talking about liquor. Good kid in the cold world. Okay, die a bone center and me right now while I'm working. Trigger town saving up to make trips back to SA. Won't scrape unless I burn shit like essays. Nosy bitches be asking what I'm doing. Nothing.
That's a nigga that wears a lot of hats, a lot of hats. These uh, that's the man Mango Lean with a song called downtime i'm very uh hyped for my man super happy that he's putting out so much music i'm so proud of my dude thank you guys i'm proud of y'all this is the well-spoken token and we out of here